Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by the unofficial director of morale of the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. We're talking weekly with people in and around the Chicago Cubs organization and Wrigley Field, players, fans, announcers, employees, bartenders, whoever it may be to get a pulse of what's going on around Wrigleyville. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you need any team apparel for your organization, sports team, reach out to them. They have the best athleisure hoodies and customized for your team. We love them here over at Morale Supply Co. And they handle all of our merch as well. So we trust them. Great designs, great product. If you're interested, you get 20% off your first order when you mention morale when you reach out. Go to www.clubhouseathletic.com. That's www.clubhouseathletic.com for great team wear. Elevate your team wear today. Now into the show. All right, back to the Morale Clubhouse. Cubs are 4-4 four and four to start the season. Third in NL Central. Fred, give us your opening statement. Thanks for everyone for being here. Um, four and four. I want you know I uh, I I don't want to sound the way I'm coming off, or I will come off potentially, but kind of feel like the Cubs at this point are they are who we thought they were, right? Like around a 500 team, room for improvement. They're not totally tanking it. Um, again. Eight games is an incredibly small sample size, but I think the Cubs are who we thought they were. They're, they're playing pretty good baseball um, besides a few very poor uh, starting pitching outings and one sketchy David Ross managerial uh, night uh, full of interesting decisions. I think the Cubs could be in a better spot, but that's how it shakes out. And we have the Mariners starting this week tonight. Um I like where we're at. I, I feel good about where we're at, uh, but we got to keep chugging along. There, there's no, like we talked about before, there's not a whole lot of margin of error for this team, and hopefully we get even. Uh, we get we get healthy with Saya back soon, uh, and we can see the full potential of this lineup. All right, we'll we'll dive into player specific rundowns. Um, we'll get into some Twitter highlights and Olive Garden, but first. I feel like we really lucked out this weekend, Easter weekend, beautiful weather. Wrigley was back. Saturday we were pouring in runs. It was nice. It's got to always be – Easter always has to be at the federal landmark. It just does. It's magical. I remember going to a game on Easter 2000 – what year was it? 2017? 2017, we went to Wrigley on Easter. They played the Pirates. The next day, we found out that Sterling Marte got busted for PEDs. It kind of ruined my Easter, honestly. Uh, but ha- having it at the Federal Landmark uh, was fantastic. Um, and uh, it always has to be there. Um, you know, we just can't leave it up to a bottom tier stadium like the ones we often play in in our division uh, to host the Easter Sunday game. Just can't happen. You want to go Twitter highlights or player rundown first? No, just in my mind, I, I want to I want to talk about Ian Happ. Listen, 
I we've talked about him in the past, and people are gonna say I'm biased, which I I probably am. But I just love the way he's come out this year, and just it it almost feels like again small sample size, but it just feels like he he's he's a even a different player than he was last year. He's got he's got one bomb. It's not like he's tearing the cover off the ball, but he's getting the job done. He's he's leading the team. I know Dansby's on an absolute heater right now, but he just seems like a guy who is, you know, feels like, yeah, like I, I should deserve the extension. I should deserve the money I'm asking for. And he's just coming out and proving it. And I love that. And I, I love the fact that he's leaving, again, very early, but he's leaving no doubt for, for someone who is a historically and who's talked about it on his podcast, slow starter, you know, Wrigley wind blowing in cold like he's just come out and got it done we'll see how that continues to play out but i just love the way he started um and again listen i i know we have some outfielders coming up i I know people have a lot of promise for for some of these young players i'll say it again they're not all going to pan out it's not going to work out like you need to have big league talent on the roster and guys like ian happ you know eight overall picks just don't grow on trees and and the fact that um i feel like sometimes we take them for granted uh is uh unfortunate but i just love the way he's coming out firing firing um and and it's uh it's a shame he he's you know hanging in the balance right now in terms of his future with the cubs but i just love the way he's come out just a different energy and, and almost like a more stable energy like yeah this is what i do instead of like this is my breakout season i love it i can i can hear in your voice i feel like we talked about this like two weeks two weeks ago is like wounded puppy almost of like or like hesitant because the rickets have now trained the fans to like not get attached to these players that are all-stars because we know exactly yeah. what's going to happen <laughs> and so we're also hesitant to be like getting riled up and be like, pay this man, extend, extend this man as, as you usually do. And as we should, because we feel like, Oh, I mean, what, who are we kidding? You know, kind of thing. But yeah, for sure. You said he's, he's showing out, he's chugging the morale blend and he's, he's showing, showing out. out and, and, and go Adam, ahead. I almost feel like the, I almost feel like the Nico uh, extension to, you know, is oh. almost, almost solidified that that idea of yeah yeah nico we'll sign you for one extra year post uh you know what would be his free agent free agency season um not like anything that's going to lock him down long term granted it was still a good move but the cubs are so so shrewd they are just absolute savages when it comes to negotiating and uh yeah we have been trained you're right i i am a I, I, my, my fandom or my experiences have affected me to the point where I almost can't get too excited. The things I now get excited about the most are just like, you know, the, the scenery around Wrigley and, um, you know, the, I guess when the team is playing well, but we all know, like we could have one bad week and, and that, that's not what the Cubs can, can do this year because, um, you have guys like Ian Happ and Stroman that, are going to be potentially valuable trade pieces that you don't want to get too attached, but I am going to get attached. And and there's no reason why I shouldn't get attached. 
Yeah, exactly. I think we still need to uh, give him his flowers while he's here and hope and make and make the case for him that he needs to stay yeah. and, and let ownership know uh, that he needs to stay. These guys we'll don't jump. grow on trees, man. They just don't. And I listen. I, I'll be the first one to say I don't think Ian's a like an MVP type player. I mean, he had the fantastic stretch. What was it, twenty twenty? Right. I, I think he won a. One one of the two, he went on an absolute tear and was in the MVP conversation. I think it was early 2020, uh, that the COVID season. But um, like, I don't think he's an MVP candidate. I think he's a solid player, solid contributing outfielder, and a guy you just need and a guy who wants to be here and know what it's like to be a Cub. And uh, I, I know the, the run of Dansby being the leader of the team is getting a lot of hype right now because he's playing really well and he was brought in to do it, but – I just think you need more than just a couple guys. You, you need more than just a couple veterans and then, you know, piece it together with these young players. It's just not how it works. And to me, Ian looks like he's as locked in, confident, comfortable as you can be. And, uh, man, there, there's something about that that is invaluable in a sport that's always trying to find value everywhere, right? And you're always trying to cut the corner and, and, and make the smart business decisions. But there's something there's something about having a guy that that is comfortable about being in the space that he's at and hopefully they can make something work especially in baseball when a, a change of scenery whether it be oh, yeah. being moved up to the majors or just being moved to a different team and signing on somebody like it could change completely yeah. how the and, you that know, player is you're getting from me and he's talked about it so many times in terms of like you know, because we've, we've watched his progression from a guy who, like, jumped on the scene, hit the 20-something homers in 2017 to, like, the kind of struggles he had years after, like, the really cold months, the really hot months. And then last year was, like, the first time he really put it all together. And he would speak at volume in terms of, like, feeling like he knew he was going to be in, in the lineup the next day. He had a routine. He was comfortable with where he was at. He knew he wasn't going to be sent down. He, just like his surroundings were set, and I, I don't know. There, there, there's something to really be said for that. And um, again, you you need to have the guys if you want to win. And I, I really feel like he's one of those guys, even though he's reaching close to thirty in a in a year or two. So we'll see. We'll see. So feeling good about Ian Happ as a player. Not still uh, scared. Come come free agency. Um, all right. The story of the offseason for the Cubs, and and without a doubt, the story of the Cubs the first eight games. Dansby is is what everyone was hoping to get, even more because I feel like an offense we kind of braced ourselves like we we're not really yeah. expecting too much, and who knows how long this this is going to go. But he's hustling down the third baseline. He's hustling. He's making plays on offense, defense. He's he's everything and more. He's, right pl- he's playing well and. Um... You know, again, you're gonna call me like the wounded puppy, but uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. He, he's 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 catching that energy, kind of like a lightning in a bottle early on. The one thing I'm probably most impressed with is the defense, and that's what we knew we were gonna get. I think the bat is gonna be hot and cold, but the defense, him stabilizing that position, Nico and uh, Dansby, you know, creating middle infield, you up the middle, turning great double plays. Like, this is the type of stuff that's going to keep us in ball games, and the thing that I've been the most impressed with. Not that I wasn't expecting it, not that I, this is some type of surprise, 
but mainly the, the fact that he really is holding down that spot, and he's and he's being a leader. I mean, again, the Cubs are five hundred. Like they kind of got blown out yesterday. Um, they're a, a middle of the pack team, if you will, but they're in it. Uh, they're starting off the season, you know, uh, competing. And uh, the fact that Dansby's at the forefront of that and obviously kind of putting his foot down early and saying, yeah, I'm going to be a part of this. I'm not going to be a slow starter. Like, I'm here to go, and he's just making it happen. It's awesome to see. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, you need to set that standard early on. I mean, the the Cubs almost this year – listen, Adam, when you and I went to the convention, I talked about it, and people are going to say I'm too pessimistic for saying this, but I thought the vibe of that convention was kind of like, coronating or, or throwing the themselves a you know a parade for what had happened in the offseason and it you know if that's something that you got to do and i get it it's a convention like you're trying to you know bring positive vibes and stuff like that but if that's something you got to do co- to convince yourself that it's time to compete then so be it and i feel like the cubs kind of have to do that right now because i don't think they're you know if you're looking just uh, from a talent perspective i don't think they're the best team in the division uh they kind of need to you know play past their uh, abilities and expectations that other people have on them and if it takes Danzy Swanson to be running down and and stealing essentially home on an extra run on uh Saturday or, or you know making a great diving play or just getting boys fired up in the locker room whatever it is like then then I'm here for it because the Cubs need that type of juice to to take them over the top and and hopefully get to a point where we can compete for the division this year but it's not just going to come to us the talent that we have isn't just gonna you know carry us like sometimes it did back in the golden era where you had Rizzo and and Bryant just bopping homers all the time and and Javi doing his thing like that that's not the case now the Cubs need to like will themselves to a you know competitive and positive season and if Dansby's at the front of that then that's what we paid him for We'll keep moving down the line. Uh, those two guys, middle infield, you, I feel yeah. like you could sense it when when you're watching the game. Like it, It's got to be just amazing for a pitcher to have those two guys behind you. Stroh and Steele have started off beautifully. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, Strowman just seems like he's, he's kind of in his bag right now. He really does. He seems like he's kind of in his bag right now. Um, telling people off on Twitter left and right, you know, keeping receipts off on, on strikeouts. It just, I mean, yeah, it just seems like he's in his bag, and uh, I, I think that's why some people love him, other people hate him. I know he's very outspoken, but he just seems comfortable, much more comfortable than he was last year, and I didn't feel like he looked necessarily uncomfortable, but he just seems like he's in a really good place right now, and you know, he can be a really solid pitcher for his staff, and hopefully, Jamison Tyon and uh Nissy can settle in here uh, and they themselves can can get off to a hot start but the team has potential on the mound I mean I think that's the the strong suit of this team I don't we don't have an ace I mean you you could say Justin Steele can turn into an ace if he keeps going long into games but um I, I think it's a solid staff Drew Smiley's got to pick it up man he's got to pick it up honestly like or else I'm I'm looking for new starters. I don't have time to be messing around with Drew Smiley if he's not going to get the job done after a year where I thought a lot of people gave him a little too much credit for what he did last year. Uh, he's got to pick it up because we just don't have time to be, you know, throwing out 30-plus-year-old 30, uh, 30 
starting pitchers with, you know, mediocre uh, careers. So I, I apologize if he takes it the wrong way, but he's got to figure it out. He's got to get it going. I, I don't have time for this. Figure someone else come up and get the job done. I, I've seen enough starters recently just blow it. And, uh, you know, so that's got to get, that's got to get figured out quickly. Um, excuse me for my tangent. I'm just, I don't, I don't have time for that anymore. Um, other than that, yeah, I love the fact that we have Steele and Stroman leading off, um, this rotation and, and, uh, yeah, hopefully it continues because we need the starters to carry us. That's the reality of it. We don't have any boppers in the lineup. We, we don't have guys that are going, going to go out besides Pat Wisdom, who's going to strike out 200 times guys that's going to go out and hit, you know, 40 tanks and, you know, BM be like legitimate MVP candidates, but those guys aren't in this roster. Um, so starting pitches, pitching has to keep us in games and hopefully, uh, David Ross can make the right decisions in the bullpen on a nightly basis, which I know, and that's something we should talk about because I feel like that 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 Reds game, um, I that was honestly I, I felt it before, but I feel like that was the first time that I I really felt the just over overarching like theme of like David Ross really messed this up tonight. Where I, I've heard it before, but man, like. That was kind of tough on him, and I feel like he's going to start feeling the heat soon. Which I believe in the guy, but you're I a David Ross. You're a David Ross defender. I am a I am a David Ross. So defender. I'm a David Ross. So guy. break it down for people. What happened, and, and break it down. Uh, the bunting situation with wisdom was bizarre. Uh, I don't understand that. I kind of come from the well, school. Paint, of thought. Paint, if you're, do you have are you able to paint a little bit more of what exactly happened? So in case people were not on it. So David Ross, and you're going to probably have to fill me in too because my memory uh, is not fantastic at the moment with a, a one-year-old that's not sleeping. Um, uh, Pat Wisdom gets hit on the wrist, I think, earlier in the game, stays in the game, but had to get it checked out. Uh, kind of sketchy in terms of, like, was he able to hit? Was he not able to hit? Regardless, they bring him – they keep him in the game to then – bunt with runners I think on first and second um, and a lot of people are questioning well why are you having Pat Wisdom bunt after he's like kind of swinging the bat well but he just got his wrist hurt like what's the deal like what's his situation in the spot David Ross kind of said that um, you know he liked the bunt in that spot and he, he called Pat Wisdom one of their better bunters um, and, then, and then it goes to like keeping Smiley in too long that game. If I, I think that was the game he was pitching. And then just some of the, the pitching uh, decisions that he made. Uh, a lot of fans are kind of like, well, what's going on? I feel like they uh, he lost, you know, the team that game. Um, it, it was interesting just in the sense of like, yeah, uh, if you're going to get a bunt down, like you better be damn sure Pat Wisdom can get a bunt down. And again, if you really feel like he's one of your better bunters, then – I feel like we would have seen that before. Like Pat Wisdom would come up in different situations where he would be asked to bunt. Um, and we just, I mean, we've watched the guy long enough. I just feel like he hasn't been put in those spots enough to then go out to the media and say, well, he's one of our better bunters. Maybe I'm misconstruing what he's saying, but just kind of interesting. And I just think the idea of bunting in that spot to begin with was kind of odd. Uh, so I, I again, to how we got started on this, David Ross is definitely starting to feel the heat from fans, not necessarily from me, but from some fans. And I felt that, especially during that game, like consistently all the comments, everything I saw on Twitter, like Dave Ross, 
we can't have this. Like he, he can't do it, which I don't believe in, but um, I'm starting to feel that, that tone coming from the fan base recently. Yeah. All right. Which, and which then... is unfair, which, and give me one more second, which is unfair because literally every single manager you have is always going to go through something like that. And ultimately I feel like as the manager, you need to have a guy that can get guys fired up, feel like, you know, you have a manager that can cultivate the adjustments that are necessary for players to make, create like some type of positive, but also accountable environment, which I believe Dave Ross does. And then on the back end of that, obviously be able to collaborate with the front office and the, you know, analytics team to figure out what are the right uh, pitching decisions that need to be made, you know, throughout a game. And I feel like that's something that the front office can help them with and are definitely helping them with. Um, so I just, I, I don't know what fans are necessarily looking for in terms of a manager when it ultimately is this individual game. And if we feel good about David Ross in terms of accountability and positivity and creating this like growth mindset within the dugout and on the team and in the organization, I don't really know what else you want. Um, because there are going to be times where he puts in a guy, he doesn't get the job done. <laughs> like that, that's inevitable for his job. Like that's just how baseball goes. There's going to be guys that he puts in that strike out with the bases loaded. There's going to be guys that come into a big spot and give up a grand slam. It just happens. Um, and I don't feel like while the, the critiques are valid at times, like I, I think, fans should often look beyond that um, and really figure out what is David Ross bringing for the entire organization instead of like the micro. Well, why did he put this guy in, in this moment and it failed? Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to add to that. Jump yep. in through anything else you want to do specific players before I go to Twitter. No, highlights? no, hopefully, hopefully the starters, uh, the, the back end of the starters uh, figured out this week. Drew Smiley, I'm, I'm looking at you. All right, this next one could be a whole segment by itself. But um, opening weekend, Chicago was nice, and last weekend was beautiful in Wrigleyville. It's just everything you need in a stadium. And then you look a little bit north, and it's just they have the dome closed for opening day flyover. Everyone's standing inside with the ceiling closed and in a flyover. And then you you walk through the concourse and there's Adam. a man just pissing all over the middle of the concourse. Adam, I have never, and again, it wasn't everybody from Brewers Twitter, but I have never seen the amount of people apologizing or or making excuses for someone urinating in the middle of a public concourse at a professional sports stadium. I, I just. It's beyond me. The, the amount of people like, well, this happens at Wrigley all the time. Yeah, it it does not happen at Wrigley all. The time. I I am sure of it. It does not happen. If it happened at Wrigley all the time, I would I would hear about it. And that's I like the amount of stuff that gets sent to me. That would be in my Twitter feed and in my notifications five seconds after it happened. Um, we would have a no pissing in the concourse. I mean, literally, yes, we would. Attributed no it to everybody. I mean, come on. No, no I mean, that's going to be something we're going to have to sell for Wrigley North. I mean, they're like, it's just an absolute, they had an absolute joke of a, uh, of an opening weekend or yeah, I guess an opening home weekend. Uh, the, the flyover disrespecting the troops. I mean, just that, that organization cannot figure it out. And I know they're in first place right now. I know they're seven and two. I get it. I know they beat us in the opening series, but just like, uh, it almost pains me that they are the 
they are at the top of this division and have been basically on top of us for the last, whatever, since the 2018 uh, 163 game, right? Uh, catching us down that year. Like, I, I hate the fact that they have essentially, you know, you know, beat us pretty badly for, for that time and beat us pretty badly at Wrigley North because this just type of stuff just can't happen. It that that was the that was the perfect summary of second class baseball and, and just a fan base that has no respect for their own stadium and just it just absolutely disgusts me. As, you this, know, especially this, for all this. Go ahead, especially go ahead. for all the the hard working Chicagoans that drive up you know, 94, you know, whatever it is, the four times a year to, to go pay the bills at Wrigley North. And, and that's how you're treating your, your, you know, the stadium that you call home pissing in the middle of the concourse after the ninth inning, after the final. I mean, what, like, what are we doing? And, and whoever posted, whoever posted that, like, that, I think it was on TikTok, the, um, just the caption of, like, Brewers W ten zero like like what they were watching was just funny and 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 had nothing to and that you know no no self respect for their own stadium was just beyond me beyond me it really was I got it, I got it up for you yeah I, I mean, think the just, part it just I think the part that's getting missed is it's just another day at the park for these people uh, you I know just and, listen out. man it's yeah, pissing listen what? man just like I've been. Ugh. Doing this for so long, I, I didn't even bring up the the years where people the the one guy threw up on the back of uh, on the back of one of the fans at at Wrigley North. The guy's yakking in on the person in front of them sitting in the row below. Just like, I mean, just stuff that is just uh, just really sad, and it's really sad that 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 we got to continuously go there and pay for the light bill and pay for the electricity bill. And pay for the you know the the roof that can't open on time when when you're spending thousands thousands of dollars I mean tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands in terms of having a flyover at your stadium on opening day and you have the roof closed a roof that can't even hold water I mean, it's just it's just an absolute disgrace it's a disgrace of a stadium it's a disgrace of a franchise it's always and will be a second-class Subway sandwich organizations. Um, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but this organization has no history, no legacy, and no championships. It's just a fact, and it's just an incredible sad state of affairs. At this point, I feel like what we we need to put these into a montage, like the guy pissing on the concourse. I mean, the, just it's the, just the like, roof leaking, the flyover, the close the stadium, it's and submit the tape. The Smith this highlight tape to the Ricketts and say, you are losing to yes, this right. man who is, this is who you're losing yeah. to. It's that's the painful, that's the painful thing about it. And that's the, that's me looking at it objectively where, you know, we, yeah, we, we haven't taken care of business. We should be treating them like they're the pirates and the reds. Like, the, like that. I mean, that's how sad and sorry this organization is. And I hate the fact that we are still in this like time of transition in this point of like unknown in the organization. We haven't stomped on people's throats uh, for the last, whatever it's been three or four years. So just, yeah, it's, it's, it's not how it should be. It's not how it should be. And I will continue to press forward 
and continue to hold not only ourselves, but the Milwaukee Brewers organization to a higher standard than that. A high, a much higher standard than that. I don't need them to win, but I need them to be able to control their fan base and not have them piss all over the concourse after wins. It's just, it's just sad. It's sad and sorry. Speaking of what you'll do, though, for the team, another thing I saw, you were, I mean, you probably spent $75 in gas money Saturday night. Were you Saturday night? You are just driving around Wrigley? Just driving around. Loops? Yeah, we were just driving. Uh, it was uh, Thursday night, actually. Driving around. Just waiting uh, for the... Well, I know, I Go mean, ahead. when Matt Mervis is, is hitting the ball, you know, into whatever the river is along the uh, Des Moines uh, ballpark, whatever it's called, someone will correct me on it, um, and, he, and he's out there, and, and Eric Hosmer, who's, I guess he's doing his job, is, you know, continuously hitting ground balls, and we know he's not the answer, and we know Matt Mervis is, like, on an absolute heater and has been on an absolute heater for the last, whatever, 14 months or so. Um like, eventually, I don't really know what we're doing here. Like, Matt, I don't know what else Matt Mervis has to prove, and I don't know what we're trying to get from Eric Hosmer. Like, let's just let's just get this out of the way. I don't know if this happens when Saif comes back on the team. Like, if it, now's the time, guys. Like, I, I, don't, I don't really know. Maybe it's a service time thing. I'm not up to date on all the rules. Um, but, uh, I, like, Jed, I'll, I'll drive around the federal landmark. I drove around countless of times just doing circles around right turn after right turn after right turn. i saw carter hawkins walking out at like whatever 10 o'clock walking out of the federal landmark that night gave him a cubs and four just right turn right turn right turn right i should have asked. i don't know why i didn't ask him while i'm making all the right turns like hey do you want me to go pick up mervis i just had jet in my mind didn't even think about it when i saw him i just gave him a cubs and four right turn right same as saw the same group of people standing outside of murphy's right turn and uh, listen, I'll keep doing that. This is what it takes. I know it's like five hours in the morning. I'll get there in three in my 2002 Corolla, who still doesn't have the left uh, the left headlight fixed. I'm going to do that after work today. I'm going to go to the Jiffy Lube and get that done. Who uh, still, I, I, I have two different cars. Adam, you were in my car, you know, recently, like, you know, actually, you don't. You you didn't believe me, but the the driver's side door does not work. I need to get into the passenger side door. The back lot just went out this weekend, so now I need to manually, you know, reach around my car to make sure all the locks are closed before I leave the car. It's a mess, but I'll get there in three hours. When I say I'll get there in three, I'll get there in three hours, and I'll get him back to the federal landmark whenever need be. You just get me on the phone. Send me a deal, whatever it is. Like I'll get there and I'll get it done. It'll be a six-hour trip max for for the you know guy who's not committed and not locked into the team and not you know trying to win a championship. It will take him ten, eleven with a stop, right? No, 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 I'm six. I'm six total. We'll get it done just like boop, just like that. So um, yeah, I'll keep making those right turns around the federal landmark. I'll keep I'll keep holding Jet account. I'll, I'll keep it. Listen, because this team needs to be better. We need to put the best night out on the field. We we need to be winning championships again. We need to be competing for the NL Central uh, and not watching the Brewers, you know, go beat us on opening weekend and go 7-2 early and watch them pissing on the concourse. Like, all these types of things just add up over time. And as I've been doing this job for 10 years, like, um, like that stuff wears on you. And, it, it, and that chip on my shoulder that while all these things are happening just continues to grow and continues to grow. And that's, that's to the point where I'm confident I can get to Des Moines 
in three hours from the federal landmark and have him back six hours total for him to be ready to go. If I if they're not going to send someone someone for him, then I can go get him myself. And I know there's a lot of people out there too that will do the same exact thing for this uh, organization. Can you see my screen right now that I'm sharing? Yeah, I can see your screen. I'm, the only reason that I'm not looking at the phone right now is because I need to charge it. And where I'm sitting is not close to the... Uh, I just, just want to make sure you're seeing these I'm highlights. Looking, no, I'm looking, I know, I'm looking. I, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. And those deserve it. to be in Wrigley. Those deserve to be... at the federal be... landmark. And you know what, Adam? We're not even talking about it enough. I know we haven't necessarily sold out at Wrigley so far, but the bleachers have looked great. I mean, come on. On Saturday... Pat Wisdom hitting those home hitting the home run or he had two he had two home runs I don't know whatever uh, one home run just they look great like people are fired up people are ready to go people are enthused people are positive and uh, because of that you got to put the best nine out I don't know why we're keeping Matt Mervis in, in AAA if it's not a service time argument which potentially it is like I don't know what we're doing and I kind of kick myself as I continue to talk and talk and talk um, the fact I didn't just like stop the car. And actually say, Carter, what are we doing with Matt Mervis? What are we doing with the and a half extension? What are we, you know, these types of things? Are we, are we going to be, or is the leash on Drew Smiley watching him have an 11 ERA for the first couple starts? Like, is that going to stop like soon? Like, you know, see these hard hitting questions. Cause I say, I'll say it again. And I, I, I've been saying it since whatever last year, Jed has two years for me, two years. He's got to get it done this year or next year. And I, I don't mean get it done. I don't mean, 500 i don't mean like maybe a wild card uh appearance like fighting the last you know couple weeks of september no no, no. it's like let, let's win something again I, I said at the beginning of the year it's time to win something again and i'm kicking myself that you know not to harass the guy but that i didn't like be a little bit more specific instead of just say cubs and four so that's on me i'll take the l there that was, that was stupid all right, I one more. Minutes, I, know, I know we're limited on time. Quick highlight. I just love seeing it too. I know you tweeted this out. It's nothing we need to dive into, but I think it is a clip that we'll see put into some highlight reels or pump up videos is mm-hmm. PCA Bo Jackson in the bat. <laughs> I love his confidence, dude. Isn't he just like 21? I don't even think he's 22 yet. 20, 21. I love his confidence. I love the, uh, I mean, you know, you have to, have, after you K and punch out, like, for that to be your first instinct, because I'm assuming, I mean, I think everyone has tried to, like, maybe not all the way, but, like, kind of feel what it'd be like to break a bat over your leg. It's like, uh, it's kind of, in, I know it's not impossible, but in the moment it feels impossible, unless you are totally committed and confident that you can do it. Um, so I almost take that as a positive, even though he just struck out. Um uh, yeah, it was awesome to see. Hopefully, we don't see a lot of it. Hopefully, he doesn't hurt himself doing it. Um, but, yeah, the fact that he feels, you know, at any point in time, he can just snap bats over his leg. Um, I'm I'm here for that. Just don't – let's, let's not do it a lot. You can't I, not I, snap the bat. So, he clearly felt the confidence has done it before. Exactly. This is – No, I know. He, you know, he has two feet all in. He, You know, he's not one foot in, one foot out. And, and – to be a great player, that's what you need. So there, there's a part of me where I can kind of spin spin it in a way of like, oh, this is that. That's actually a good sign. Like he's fully, he's pot committed, uh, in in trying to, you know, whether it's get a hit, hit the ball hard, whatever he's trying to do on the field, like he's totally locked into what he's trying to get done. 
I think that counts as a broken bat too for the pitcher. We're talking with uh, Steele about it. Like, firewood. You know, oh yeah, 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 firewood for sure. I would ask oh, for it. Of course, but, all right, yeah. close it out for sure. Quick uh, Olive Garden and take us out. I know. Opening I day, all. I I brought him to Olive Garden a bunch. I'll just I'll just go full circle. Ian Happ. I just love the ways. I've loved the way he started off. I love the demeanor. I I just it doesn't feel like a a total heater right now. It just feels like sure he's going to come down. He's not going to hit 370 all year. He's probably not going to hit 300. But like I, I just love the I love the persistence and I I love the intent that he's playing with right now. And it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like it's a flash in the pan. It just feels like this is what I do. I've worked myself up to this point. Like I'm here. I'll I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. And, And I just think having guys like that on the team is incredible. It's the same way Olive Garden is like the breadsticks are here. They're going to be here. They're coming. They're not going anywhere. They're just keep like they, they will always be the same. It's it just consistent routine, persistent routine. I'm, I'm relentless. I'm 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 a dog like those types of things like um, is uh, fantastic to see. And that's why I'm taking Ian to Olive Garden and, and hopefully can enjoy some breadsticks. Amazing. Well, I'm there. Let's get a W tonight. Cubs in four. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, hopefully we can do a um, uh, Twitter space soon. Sounds good. Cubs in four. Talk to everybody later. Thanks, Adam. Be good.